Hello guys and girls and welcome to episode 26 of the VR Inside podcast. This is a weekly VR, AR and MR talk show that is live streamed every Saturday on Nathie's YouTube channel. You can tune into the show live at 4pm in Europe, 3pm in the UK and 9am in Central US. If you missed the podcast you can catch up with the whole show where I re-upload the show to my own YouTube channel every Sunday on Virtual Reality Oasis. Or check out the audio-only version, which is available on Google Play Music, iTunes, and on SoundCloud. If you've got any comments, questions, or feedback during the show, please put them in the chat, and we'll try to answer as many questions as we can. So this week, let me introduce you to the VR lads. When I say VR, you say lads. VR? Lads. Lads. <laughs> yes, it actually worked. Uh, so this guy, he likes to plunder treasure and sail the seven seas with his mateys in VR. It is, of course... Zimtok Five, how you doing, dude? You all right? I'm I'm wonderful. Right there, I could tell Rowdy and her like, who's it gonna be? Who's it gonna be? Is it gonna be me? Is it gonna be me? It's gonna be oh. me! Yes, yes, it's me! <laughs> so yes, very good. I think those were wonderful adventures we had, the three of us, the three of us swashbuckling. <laughs> what were we the pirates or were they the? I I just I'm still confused. We I don't know. Of course, pirates. Don't know. We, we were, of course, were pirates. we the pirates? I mean, we we still didn't get our pirate costumes or any end, gold. So. Like that, literally, that is no the sad gold. truth. That is the sad truth. We were truth. miserable pirates. Literally yeah, the we worst were. pirates. Yeah. So week of being the worst pirate, basically, Mike. Yeah. Yeah. So this next guy, he is the Pied Piper of VR. Everywhere he goes, the little mice follow him. <laughs> he is, of course, the rowdy guy. How are you doing, mate? You're right. I am great. I'm doing actually really great. Yeah. Uh, good, good. I had a lot of fun playing with Zim and, and you, you as well, you know. Yeah. Uh, but I've been playing uh, some some interesting stuff this week. Well, I guess we'll talk about that in a minute from now. Yeah, of course, of course. So, Nathan, our blonde-haired little Dutchman, he can't actually make uh, this week's show, uh, but he will, of course, be back next week. So it's nothing to worry about. He will be back, uh, but he just unfortunately can't make the show this week. Oh, of course, uh, last but not least, myself, uh, Mike, the guy with the majestic beard from Virtual Reality Oasis, uh, so to, in today's episode, we're going to be talking about uh, Recrum's new quest, which is the Isle of Lost Skulls. Uh, we're going to be talking about the cutest game ever made in VR, and that is Moss on the PlayStation VR. And uh, all your tabletop simulator dreams have finally come true with the Rolling Line, which is a tabletop train simulator, which we're going to talk about as well. But first off, let's start as we do every week now, and that's finding out what everyone has been up to in the metaverse. So let's start off with uh, Zim and find out what you've been up to, because, you know, I'm interested to know. And I'm sure we've, you're going to be talking about Rec Room, so let, let's let's touch on that. But let's talk about it more later on Don't in, worry. in a bit more depth. That's the usual, Mike. I've got, I've got plenty that I did other than, <laughs> other than that, so we'll leave that one for later. But... Um... I did okay. do a couple of a uh, couple of things. My usual racing stint, um, but I went back to a title that I really like that a lot of people I think don't know about, which is Red Out, super fast, super super fast, yeah. Wipeout style racer. Meanwhile, right. this begs the question: WTF is uh, is going on with the Wipeout trilogy that was supposed to be launching? Uh, you know, we were we heard about this. We've now heard nothing recently, or at least I've found nothing on the web about it. So yeah, don't know what's going on with that. But Red Out is. Is, is is the coolest thing I wanted to say about Red Out is um, if you buy it's got loads of DLC. Firstly, the DLC is like really stunningly good quality. All the different tracks are totally different from one another. Um, like there's a Mars pack, there's a Neptune one, there's a whole bunch that are named things that are like alien planets. All very very fun to play. But the best part is that if you're a host and you you've got a couple of friends just at the base game, you host with all that content. 
So you don't have to actually buy any of the DLCs. There's very few games that do that, but I think it's a great model, and I think more should adopt it. But I wanted to highlight that. That's a... That's yeah, I love point. it when when games do that. And there's a, a game coming out in the in the near future, I think, called uh, A Way Out, which is like a co-op game from EA, and it's like a, a prison escape game, huh. uh, and you can play it cooperative cooperatively. But I don't think the second player has to have the game, so you can just invite them to join in your game, which is so cool. I love that model; it, it works neat. really well. That's neat. Yeah. The last thing um, that I played, which was a really different experience for me, and what I'll run it. It's a game called Mortars VR, and when I saw it, I was like. All right, guys, what is this game? And I'll run a little you know, trailer about it. But basically, the premise is four, up to four multiplayer uh, slots, and you're all sitting mm. in what looks like kind of a, an, open, an open front tank. And you are a tower. And you, your, your health is represented by stacks on the tower growing up. And you spawn in a position, and your friends spawn in different positions. And so like worms... What you're trying to do, if anyone's familiar with the game Worms, you're trying to of launch course. projectiles at each other. Right. And what you're doing in the in the in basically the tank cabin is you are saying, what's the power of my shot? Reloading the projectile, selecting specific projectiles that you're going to shoot, and rotating with this little wheel left and right, like this around, back and forth. And it actually ends up, it ends up being a really fun little experience. But the reason I wanted to highlight it was because it was quite fun. And it was 99 cents. Uh, Right. And and the actual design of the levels and all that, while it's in early access, they're going to ramp the price later. But it's really cheap. Networking code worked very well. And um, some of the levels are actually very dynamic. Like you've got tables that are moving, makes the shots really hard. And it's just hilarious fun. Um, I'd recommend you guys check it out. We should actually play it for a player sometime. It's really worthwhile. How is it called? Mortars VR? Mortars VR, yeah. Yeah, and this is just uh, on Steam right now, right? Just on Steam, early access. Yeah. Okay, cool. So, what, what, what how did you find this game? Like, how did it come about? Uh, a friend of mine badgered me for like two weeks to check it out. He's like, "Zim, you'd love this. Yeah, I know you'd like this." I'm like, "Yeah, it looks cheap and shite, and I'm not gonna play it." And then we played yeah, it, and yeah. I'm like, "You were right. I love it. It's so good." We had a nice, blast nice. for like two hours yesterday. So I'll have really to check good. that out, and yeah. I have to watch the the stream back to check out the trailer. But just going back really? to the Humanity Bureau very very quickly, is this going to be like a full theatrical release, or is it just a, a VR exclusive kind of thing that's going to be on the the Oculus Store and then forgotten about? So the movie, as much as I know from what I ingested from their side, it looks like the movie is just a two D film. Um, oh right, okay, okay. One of the okay. things that I th- found was really weird. I've never seen this before was an in-VR three-monitor experience. So you have like three channels of content. You have VR content, which is basically 360 video stuff that they've put in and the camera's just sitting somewhere. Um, you have the regular trailer, which is probably the most comfortable thing to actually watch, which was just like a big you know, IMAX-C thing and you can watch trailer for the film. And the third yeah. channel was watch the trailer on basically three virtual monitors. So there's a monitor here and one on the left and one on the right, but you're in you're in close enough that you have to be like you're looking left and right, going, I gotta catch the action. Oh, I'm looking at a bush now, now I'm looking at a kid's face. Now, oh that scene's black. And the weird thing was, there wasn't three monitors all the time. It would use like one monitor, then it would all of a sudden flash to three, and then you're like looking at the size, and then it's back to one again. For like a third of the time it was using this three monitor stuff. What were they thinking? I just don't get it. It's so uh, uh, it's so uh, uh, bad. It's so funny. You can just see it, can't you, in like a boardroom somewhere. Someone's going, do you know what would be a great marketing idea for this movie? Do a VR experience. And then someone goes, what's VR? And it's like, yeah, that's your job. Make sure it happens in two weeks time. And then they like bring out some like, rubbish like that this. That is exactly what happened. Because what yeah. they do is they, 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 they have 
first Nicolas Cage talking about it, he's like, I never knew what VR was about. And he's like talking about it. And he was like, and it's just so new, you know? And you can tell they have like no idea about it. Like they have not spent ample time in this. And then they go to the guy who directed it, who's my, I, I sent a kind of a rough tweet out, but I had to because this unfortunately degrades. If someone watches this for the first time, they're never going to come to VR again. You know, it's like, it's that bad. <laughs> it's that bad. <laughs> It looks quite awful. Really quickly, a really quick notice here uh, for people asking about Nathy. Um, no, he's not frozen in time and he has not looked into Medusa's eyes. This is just a picture that we're showing of him. Just a picture. Uh, it's, it's not that uh, he can still move. It's just a picture. So <laughs> he's he's not worry. frozen in the metaverse. No, you know, he's, he's not. Not, be, not been playing Wizards and Frozen by Medusa, no. Um, he is fine, but he, he will be back next week. I'm oh, sure. we so yeah. should have done that. We should, we should have done like a quick Photoshop and made him Han Solo. In the Han Solo. Yeah, in Carbonite. <laughs> that would have been genius. Fucking hell, we Only. Next time. Next, Next time. time. So go on, Rowdy. What have you been playing uh, this week? Yeah, Coach? I've been I've been, uh, I've been, actually getting more into uh, that murder game that I talked about last time. Ah, the yeah, Invisible the Invisible Hours. hours. Yeah, uh, yeah. I did a, a stream on that. I think it's been... No, it's not my longest stream, but it was one of the longest one I did. Um, really enjoying it so far. Uh, it's a really great story. Uh, it's great storytelling as well. Um, so yeah, it's it's quite it's quite a neat one that one. Uh, I actually dove just back into. I still have one chapter to do for that one, so I've done uh, three chapters. Are you I getting any closer to, to solving it? Yeah, yeah, I'm getting I'm getting close. I know who did it. I know. You know who did it? I don't think so, but okay. I'm not gonna say, of course. You know. Okay, no, 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 I, no. I used to, I, I told her last time I always uh, watch with my mom, and uh, she's been watching all of the live streams uh, that I'm doing with it, and she's been texting me about like I think it's this one who did it. This, 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 this and she has like her own theory and stuff. It's quite funny. Like uh, that's awesome that your mom's getting involved. A lot involved. of people are uh, are enjoying that as well. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, the other one I played was a. Uh, a pretty uh, big release actually that what a lot of people did not know about was uh, the way of kings uh, vr yeah um i i haven't read the books myself but they're actually getting quite popular and uh, i i am thinking about like getting into it because it's kind of like the genre that I, I like really a lot it's a fairly short experience i think in like 15 minutes you can get through it it does cost like i think ten dollars 99 which is a bit of a high price Mm. Uh, for such an experience, but I do like the kind of concept that they bring into to VR. It's very, um, very narrative, very story focused. Um, it's a, a lot of people were complaining about the voice acting, but that was me. So you know, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you also had then uh, the voice actor uh, of Sil, which I thought was actually pretty well done, and mm. it really got you to like even in that 50 minutes, a little bit of a connection that you felt with a, with a character. Whoa, 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 um, whoa, whoa, in terms whoa. of, were you actually in this? Were you actually voice acting in this, or were you just... No, 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 no. I, yeah, well, in my video, my own video, I was oh, just right, uh, right, right. playing like my own role. Uh, so people I, were I, like, why does, why does the main actor sound like he's... Uh, well, I think they were implying that he, doesn't, he didn't sound native English or something, which, of course, I'm not native yeah. English. You know? <laughs> and um, with uh, the gameplay itself, it's more like... Uh, there isn't like a lot of me game mechanics that you can do. You have like the, the lashing, which basically is that you... Is, it's like a telekinesis. That's what it basically is. Like you, you right. can point at rocks with your hands and like lift them up and like throw them out. You can do that with enemies as well. Pick them up and throw them around. And that's pretty much the only mechanic that is really there, except for like picking some stuff up and putting it back down. I'm a little um, sorry, Rowdy. I'm I'm just a little bit lost here. Maybe some of the viewers are as well. What kind of what, what's the setting? I've seen a, an image of it. It looks almost like Spartan or something. Can you describe it a little bit? The Way of Kings is a, is a, a book series that has been written by uh, Brandon Sanderson. Oh. 
Uh, it's a fantasy series, yeah. much in the style of like other fantasy titles. Uh, you know, if, if you like that kind of stuff, I, I used to read a lot of that kind of stuff. Uh, starting with like Tolkien and Lord of the Rings sure. and going right. all the way to like, uh, well, I, I forgot the titles, but I, there's a lot of fantasy stuff that is out there and, and there's a huge scene behind that as well. Mm -hmm. uh, and one of the more popular ones at the moment is uh, The Way of Kings, uh, the Stormlight right. Archive from Brandon Sanderson. Yep. Um, and what basically happened is that um, in collaboration with Brandon Sanderson, they made a VR experience. I don't know for exactly what reason they have for this like if they want to delve further into vr or is this more like an advertisement for like a movie uh, that they're planning on making right. or it's just like playing for the series to give it like a little bit more of popularity mm, sure. uh, but i did have the feeling and a lot of people told me that as well even though i did not read the books that this was more aimed at a, like a general audience um, because a lot of people were complaining that the lashing was not how it was described in the books, oh, yes. uh, that oh. the, 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 the characterization of Syl was not exactly similar to, but it's more like a, it's like a VR adaptation to make it more available for a broader audience. Of um, course, yeah. Using scenes from the book, like some people are asking if it contains spoilers, but because it's an adaptation, it does not really contain spoilers, but there were then again people from the book that recognized certain kind of things from the books. So it's, it's like a difficult thing to say, like if it contains spoilers or not. Um, yeah. But, but it, was, it was cool because I watched like the first five minutes of your video and uh, you were like role playing as the main character. And I, I, I love those kind of videos. I tried to do it myself, but I'm nowhere near as good as, as you were it. So I don't think I'll do another oh, no, one. I think you did fine, yeah. I saw um, that one, I enjoyed it. But yeah, like uh, it's it's fun to become that character and sort of act it out, uh, you know, as if you were yeah, in that yeah. situation yourself. It was really cool. I think you got the vo the right voice for it. I think that's what that's what you got. Yeah, maybe. I don't. I, for me, it's just a, a lot of fun to do it that way. Yeah. And uh, the the thing with with this series in particular is that it's nice when there is like this kind of like uh, narrative that goes around it. Sure. Which yeah. Not a lot of VR because you can't do this in every VR game. Uh, yeah. When there is such a strong narrative because it's based on a book, of course, then it becomes so much easier to play out like a certain role or like a character. And I think that is, that is quite neat, yeah. Yeah. And then, it. of course, the other title that I played was, uh, was Moss, having a PlayStation VR. I kind of had to, to play this title. And I yeah. was, uh, I mean, we'll talk about this more in just a moment, yeah, so course, I won't say yeah. too much about it, except for that I, I really enjoy that one. On, on, really the, nice. on the King's game, I just wanted to say, have, have you guys read or ingested any, uh, like the Golden Compass, I think is the name. Golden no. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm talking about, Roddy? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. They made one movie of this as well. Yeah, I read yeah. The, uh, I was wondering, like, so so is, is, is what you just uh, experienced, is it is it like a f like multi-hour game? Or is it rather just uh, being in the world it's, with the assets and kind of playing literally just a 15-minute experience of, oh. like, basically like a scene from the book uh, introducing the characters that okay. you, you know, you have Kaladin, the main character, and Syl, which is like a, a fairy kind of thing that flows around you and then like guides you where you need to go. Um, mm. And then you have like a few enemies that you encounter. Um, I, I believe they're called the, the Perishkins. Something with a P. I'm not. I'm not 100 sure. Uh, I'm not. I'm, I'm not really into the series. Yeah, yet. we've we've had a few um, of these now, haven't we? Because Mike, Mike, didn't you do? Um, was it the Fantastic Beasts that you did? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was kind of like, again, another 15 to 20 minute experience. You know, it's not like a full game, but it's a good taster of what, you know, you can you can sort of interact with the characters, see some of the iconic creatures from the movie. Yeah. And it was it was clever because they kind of introduced like a 360 video 
and merged it a bit like Coco did in the vir virtual world uh, in almost a seamless way. So it really did look very, very polished and very nice. Uh, something yeah. I hadn't seen before, so it was very good. The, the um, nice thing about the, like the Way of Kings is it's completely set in a different kind of world. Uh, you know, yeah. it's, it's a, a fully new world that has been created, much like, uh, uh, like for example, Lord of the Rings is also like a completely different kind of world that is created. And but this, this is one, just a, a one-off uh, experience, is it, right? It's not like it's going to be a full game or a series or anything like that. Don't know I don't. I don't know. I don't know what they're gonna do with this further. It's a, at the moment. It just is as it is. You know, it's a 15-minute experience, and I, I'm guessing that they're also gonna look at how popular this will get with um, with uh, just the general audience. They, they're charging money for this, so yeah. I don't oh, know. Really? I don't know what their intent is. Yeah, it's it's ten dollars ninety nine. I which think is that's fair though. Like from what I price. saw, it looks like pretty graphically. Yeah, okay. what you need to like, you need to compare this again. Like we talked about this before, you need to compare this with like a movie ticket. Huh? Yeah, yeah. You, know, you go to a movie, you have a, a a one hour, two hour kind of experience. I kind of classify this in that category as well, and I enjoy myself with this. I, I like this kind of stuff. It's not something you're gonna be playing again and again and again. Yeah, by by no means. But for the for the short amount that it, it lasts, it was an enjoyable enjoyable experience. Cool. Um, cool. One, one cool. must play just for you guys um, before Mike tells us what he did. Uh, gnomes and goblins, or goblins and gnomes on Steam. Have you guys done that one? It's free, and nope. it's from about a year and a half ago. But like my wife and I agreed, it was probably one of the if you if you like the art style in in Moss and that, which we'll talk about later. I think that's a must do. It, it's it's not super long. But it's one you have to do. Gnomes and goblins, or goblins and gnomes. I can never remember the order. Okay, definitely I'm just write do it. it down now. Yeah, it's, okay. It's, it's, it's got goblins. a big thumbs up for me. Cool, cool. Well, um, obviously, I've been playing uh, Rec Room with you guys. Um, not really played much else. Uh, got involved a little bit in Reality uh, Decks VR, which is like a uh, virtual DJing simulator. Um, but what I actually realized was that I suck at being a DJ, <laughs> so uh, I'm not going to be the next, uh, you know, Pete Tong or anything like that. Um, but it was kind of fun, you know, to see the mechanics, and then you've got these, like, obviously two turntables and a mixer in the middle. Um, but just like, you know, mixing in real life, it's actually pretty difficult. So uh, unless you're kind of, like, uh, used to being, uh, you know, DJing or mixing tracks, then you're not going to be any good at it, you know. It has got some tutorials which kind of guide you through how to do it. And then you can look up and there's a mirror of you, like you know, spinning those wheels of steel, which is kind of cool. But what I would have liked, like, if I was really good at it, it would have been to have that kind of, like, a Guitar Hero rock band experience where you've got, like, a, a sea of, like, clubbers in front of you and you're, like, in a club and you're, like, really smashing it. And then when, like, the track hits a certain note or something, the crowd goes crazy. Like, it would have been cool to get that kind of feedback from someone. Um, and also it would have been cool to be able to record it from a perspective, like, in the, in the audience as well, to see mm. you actually playing rather than just from your eyes as well. But, um, yeah, it's kind of cool. It's a, it's, a, it's a fun experience. And certainly if you're into music and into DJing, then certainly go and check it out. Um, but that's about it, really, from what I've been up to this week. I haven't really been involved in VR that much. I've been busy, busy doing VR stuff, but not so much playing games. So it's been interesting from that point of view. But let's jump into uh, the quick news this week. We've got a few uh, snippets before we jump into the main topics. And that is the, uh, the first one coming up is Planet of the Apes is coming to VR. So uh, 20th Century Fox have just announced that Crisis on the Planet of the Apes VR game, which is coming to PSVR, uh, Oculus Rift and HTC Vive on April the 3rd. Mm. So we're going to be playing the trailer right now. And um, in this experience, it's kind of like a story driven game, which uh, you assume the role of one of the like the apes. 
which is kind of interesting because you're playing like it's interesting because you're not quite sure who's good and who's bad. Like humanity are kind of like holding these apes and 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 you know keeping them and testing them and stuff. But you assume that role, so you're in the facility and you have to break out with your little uh, primate buddies and then go back to Caesar, who is obviously like the leader of the apes. If you've followed any of the movies, yeah. uh, but it's cool to see it from this unique uh, perspective as playing as an ape. Uh, yeah. And like in the trailer, you can see that your hands are all like hairy and you've kind of you can climb stuff, which looks really cool. Uh, there's a bit with a gun that you can sort of see that the character's kind of reloading. So uh, it kind of looks, it's going to be more interactive than some of the other movie tie-in stuff we've seen in the past. And it's kind of looking more like an actual game uh, in that sense. Um, but, you know, I think it looks kind of cool. I don't know what you guys think of this one. Yeah, I just watched the trailer as well. It, it looks it looks polished in a way. It does, uh, yeah. I, I kind of like that, yeah. Yeah. And it's a, neat, it's a neat concept. I mean, it's a freaking scary concept because if apes became as smart as us, then we're pretty much screwed, you know? Yeah, we are. I don't know if you guys have seen the movies because I was, I was actually quite a, a fan of the movies. I really enjoyed them. The, Planet, the new Which Planet of the Apes oh, uh, okay. movies. There's a, lot of, uh, there's a lot of bite in the movies and I like that. Like, I actually yeah. enjoyed the original and, and the new ones as well. But um, I, from what I see from the trailer... It's actually, it's funny because I just spent the morning playing Left 4 Dead with my, uh, my family <laughs> and instantly I just see, that's like, they just merged the human roles and the hunter from Left 4 Dead into one, like, storyline. So straight away, I'm kind of actually quite interested in that. Um, although, yeah. yeah, being a monkey with a, with a machine gun, it's <laughs> kind of like, that's there's there's a really cool scene in like I think it's the second Planet of the Apes movie where one of the, the the apes he finds like a cache of weapons and he's picking it up and there's a couple of guys there and they're like oh uh, he's picked up a gun he looks really, like really funny he's like cute and then yeah, he like yeah. really turns them and then he just kills them he's like really evil it was like part of that advert series that were like posted across the internet to make it yeah, seem like it was yeah yeah they did do that yeah they did do that that was like really freaking cool out. <laughs> yeah. So this is uh, this is coming out, like I say, on April the third. It's going to be available cross-platform on PSVR, Vive, and uh, Rift, and it's for fifteen dollars. So we'll wait and see and what it's like. Apparently, Paradise Decay knows someone who has been testing the Planet of the Apes games, and he says that it's very good. Well. That's a little inside scoop for you there. So fingers crossed it will be the polished experience and maybe one of the better movie tie-ins that we've come to see just recently. <laughs> Not like the uh, Humanity Bureau that we mentioned uh, earlier on. Jumanji VR. <laughs> so while we're on the topic of movie tie-ins, uh, HTC, HTC have uh, been in partnership with Ready Player One. Like They announced it way, way back when Play Ready Player One said that they were bringing out a movie and HTC were like, yeah, we're part of it. Uh, but they've been really quiet about what they're actually doing with this sort of new uh, franchise. Um, so what they're actually doing, they've announced a little bit more information about what they're going to be doing. And that is from the uh, 9th of March to the 11th. HTC will be a, a SXSW, which is South by Southwest. Now, if you're not familiar with South by Southwest, it's an annual conglomerate of film, interactive media, music festivals, games. Everything kind of comes together in Austin, Texas, and they all kind of show off what they're working on. Um, so it's kind of rumoured right now that outside where the venue is going to be hosted, they've rebuilt the stacks from Ready Player One. So they've got a load oh. of like um, 
mobile homes stacked up just like the uh, the book and the movie kind of portrays, which is kind of interesting. Uh, and then once you get in, you'll get like a little tag, which has got an RFID in it, which is um, uh, when you go through like different parts of uh, the environment, which they kind of laid out in this Ready Player One kind of theme. Uh, you can do all sorts of stuff. You can jump into VR, design an avatar. You can play some VR versions of classic arcade games, which is kind of mentioned in the book and going to be mentioned in the movie. Mm. Uh, funnily enough, the, the actor that plays uh, the main character, Wade oh, Watts and Parsifal in the movie, is actually going to be doing a DJ set as well there, which is kind of a bit strange. Um, but they've also got like an 80s trivia quiz where you can win a Vive and they're doing all sorts of like Ready Player One themed kind of stuff but what I'm a bit disappointed with is that it's not going to be like any VR content that we can experience at home like you really have to go to uh, mm. South by Southwest to experience a lot of this stuff that HTC are doing in partnership with the movie which is kind of a shame because most of us aren't going to be able to do that. Like, you know, I, I can't just jump on a plane to Austin, Texas. Um, so I'm, I'm a bit disappointed that I'm going to miss out on a lot of this. But they will be hosting a live stream on Sunday, which is the 11th, if you're interested. Uh, it's got a lot of uh, people that featured in the movie itself. A lot of the stars are going to be talking about the movie, uh, VR in general, and HTC are going to be talking about stuff as well. So it'll be interesting to watch the live stream, but I don't think they're actually going to bring anything to the home users, which is a bit disappointing. I don't know. Still, they still could, I think. I still think they, they might, mm. but... But um, I maybe closer question, to the right? release. What would you prefer? Would you prefer them to do an event right in a place where people can get hyped about it, and we can anyway digest that content uh, vicariously, or would you rather them come out with a half-assed, you know, VR app that? You want, well, you want the proper it, quality app, don't you? It, it, it depends if I'm invited to go or not. <laughs> <laughs> if, I'm, if, I'm, if I'm invited to go, then obviously the event. If I'm not, then I want, to, I want the content. <laughs> the thing about this is, though, uh, you know, they chose to do it in a controlled environment, which means yeah. that they can control every little aspect of that experience, which for a release like Ready Player One, which probably has a lot of impact on the VR industry as well, is maybe a good, good strategy. It's yeah. good strategy because even if like you know you only get like a fraction of the people invited to 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 an event like that those people will all leave with a very good impression and it will go around hmm. which might even be a better strategy than releasing an application yeah what i would love is um you know that that ready player one you know the people behind the movie acknowledge the fact that there's tons of people in vr and maybe give us like a the first taste of it you know maybe like a five minute teaser of like the first five minutes of the movie exclusively to vr or something like that just to mm -hmm. sort of thank us for like you know being involved in it from the beginning that'd be cool like maybe partnership with htc and then they sort of announce like five minutes of the movie exclusively with htc that would have been way cooler in my mind mm -hmm. uh but yeah you know anything is better than nothing at the end of the day but for the best uh, ready player one vr experience right now i would recommend you go and check out the sansar experience mm -hmm. so sansar is made by the people that did second life um it's sansar.com and then once you've downloaded that application, it's not available on Steam or Oculus, but you can download the H's Garage uh, Ready Player One experience, experience yeah. and, and walk through H's Garage, which is a character from the movie, and see all the iconic vehicles that are going to feature in the movie. So that's the, that's the most polished and interesting VR experience you can get involved with right now for the movie. Yeah, cool. Um, so the next uh, snippet of news is that obviously last episode we talked heavily about the HTC Vive Pro. I got to try it hands-on and I thought it was it was a very positive experience. I thought it was a really cool piece of kit. Um, but we didn't know then, uh, you know, when it's releasing or the price. And it's been rumoured right now, like, and this is rumour, like it hasn't officially been told, but the rumour is that it's going to be $799 for the headset alone. 
So I don't know what you guys think about that, but that's pretty steep. Like it was really on the high end of my estimate of what it was going to cost just for the headset. It's not like, steep. It's not steep at all. I really don't think it's steep. It's 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 actually still cheaper than the original release of the Vive. But this is just for the headset. This isn't including well, anything yeah. else. Yeah. Okay, but I mean, it's it's aimed at people who already own an HTC Vive. I think it's not mm. aimed at people who want to buy an HTC Vive right now. Yeah. I think it's it's really aimed at someone or people that are in the prosumer kind of stuff. You know that they want to have like the the newest kind of stuff. Yeah. It's a, okay. and I think it's it's a marginal upgrade. It's like a, it's not even you can't call this a Vive 2.0 or something. It's a, a Vive. Mm. 1.2 maybe you know it's like yeah. a little upgrade to what we already have I, I, and i agree that you know a lot of uh, the really high-end enthusiast levels people will will buy it obviously because they you know they're the kind of people that buy the latest iphone like we sort of said yeah. last episode um but if you th- if you compare the price to what kind of other experiences you can you can have in vr like you could buy two rift bundles for this you know like with touch controllers you know you could buy four oculus goes like on you release. can you can buy three android phones for one iphone yeah that's true but there will always be people that want to have you know that the best. little bit of upgrade, and yeah. even you don't only pay for the for the for the little upgrade. You pay for the brand that HTC stands for, for yeah. the for the vibe they stand for. And yeah. by all means, I'm I'm not telling anyone to go to go and buy it. I mean, the the, the difference between the HTC Vive and the Oculus is marginal. There's this. I mean, it depends more on personal preference. If you ask me, yeah, or, or the kind of games that you play, I think that's a that's a huge factor as well. But in terms of like upgrades. Yeah, okay. It pushes the market a bit further. That's yeah, maybe I, a good I, thing. I totally admire what they, yeah. they, they're yeah, doing. Yeah. Like, don't me get too. me wrong. Uh, but I think a lot of people um, in the community were disappointed about this price point. Like, we kind well, of guessed that it was going to be high, right? Like, we all kind of guessed it was going to be high. But they already... How much, how much does the HC5 go for now? Let me, let me look at it. I think it's up. like 699 in a bundle with the, 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 the trackers and the controllers. So for... Uh, okay. And then... Uh, but you can't buy it separately, I think. Can you? Uh, no, so I think this is just at the moment. It's just going to be released as a standalone headset as an upgrade, and then later on you can buy it as a full package, which will probably, I, yeah. my guess, will be like twelve hundred bucks. Uh, yeah. The price of this thing is getting yeah. so ridiculous. Like the graphics yeah, card is. you need, the headset you need, the trackers, the knuckles are eventually released. Like you'd be spending nearly two grand just on the equipment. I think it is a, mm. uh, I think it is a very silly decision, financially speaking, for someone to choose that. Instead of, for instance, buying a Rift with a wheel, a hot ass, a butt kicker, like get all that stuff, you've got ten times the experience than buying the Vive, which will struggle mm. on the graphics card that you can't afford to pick up, <laughs> or can't find for that matter, or can't, can't find even it, find. Yeah. That's oh the, yeah. my god! But like like we mentioned previously as well, it's it's really aimed at industry, right? So if you want the highest end. Uh, product, you, you know, this is the one you. Well, get what you could do for the, for those kind of people that want the highest end product and already have an HTC Vive, sell your old Vive and then yep. spend a little bit more to buy the the Vive yep. Pro. But yep. the the difference, I don't think that the difference is like I said last time as well. I don't think the difference is big enough to convince me, for example, yep. Yep. to buy that uh, out of the out of the blue. But let's say, like for example, um, 
like Thorpe Park, which is like a theme park in this country, right? They've got a uh, a ride that uses uh, VR on the ride itself. So it's like a, a, a train ride and you put a HTC Vive on actually. But I think this is kind of what they'll probably do because they're the kind of people that have got the big pockets, right? That can that can spend this amount of money to give their, 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 their yeah. um, people that are coming to the park the best possible experience. I, saw, you, you, I don't know if you're a manager for a park like that and you know about wear and tear, and you're gonna put through whatever it is, two thousand people in a week through that experience. The, <laughs> I I don't know. Are they really gonna? I mean, if unless they're jacking the prices up or something, are they gonna re- recoup so. off of the back of that? I mean, they could. Let, let's be honest about it, like a ride like this that that uses a VR as opposed to a traditional roller coaster is probably gonna cost a fraction of the, the price. So you you can invest more money into the hardware to make it the best possible experience for your riders, right? But but usually, you don't if you look at those things, even for all the you know the like three D rooms that they have with backpack PCs. Most of them go for like these proprietary Chinese knockoffs of the Vive or, or something like that. Yeah, you know, they you, don't that's necessarily the go for the such, equipment that such... has the name brand and go through mm. all of that. You don't need such. The only thing I, that I would think that would be interesting for, so, for such a company is if they have a business edition, what will of course be even more expensive because that comes a certain kind of service that is associated with that. Yeah. But for the, re- for, for the remainder, I think that for like roller coaster parks and that kind of stuff, I think that stuff like the Oculus Go is a much more, um, uh, a much more better solution just i think i think with the go though because it's limited with its uh, three degrees of freedom so you really need that six degrees of freedom in a headset i think to make it a compelling experience for a seated uh, experience yeah i think so yeah especially know. if you're moving like you know if you're in a moving uh, train or something like that you know, <laughs> i'm gonna then, put then my hat in here i never ever again want to not have six degrees of freedom but yeah. i know that for 200 bucks <laughs> you can't make a headset necessarily in that price range with the content yeah, that but you don't want for don't that. forget we are, we are spoiled with with technology. I mean, we we all have totally several spoiled. headsets. I mean, it's we're spoiled with this. I'm yeah. the poor the poor one of the crew, so you know. Not yet, right? <laughs> yeah. But um, but the thing is, with with a lot of those like amusement parks, there's a ton of people who have never even put a headset on their face. No, that's true. So that's I think true. something that is as polished, as polished, yeah. and uh, with the Oculus Go. I mean, just just think of the first time you put a DK One on your face. Oh yeah, I was like completely blown away. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so that is the rumor. Obviously, seven nine nine is the rumor, but we'll know as soon as we get the concrete facts of when it's going to be released and the actual price. We'll obviously talk about it again on the show and let you guys know the full facts. Before you switch topics, Mike, one thing which we should talk about: the fact that. Oculus Rift versus HTC Vive. There's been a switch in terms of who's got more market share, and Oculus is now out in the lead for the first time in since their release, I imagine. Uh, first time is, ever, yeah. Which, which, which is I actually the first think time says, ever. First time ever. I, yeah, first time ever. I, I, well, I mean, HTC wasn't in the running back in the DK2 era, so you know, as a <laughs> fan of what Oculus has done, I really think the thing is, I really think they're putting down the right bets. Like when we were at Oculus Connect this past summer. When, when the Oculus Go went on stage and 200 bucks for this device, it's like, that is the right move. Bring VR yeah. to the masses. Like, take, you know what the PSVR has done? It has really done that. It's opened it up. People can afford it. And I'm hearing loads of people now who have a headset who are like, yeah, I just might, I just might splash and pick up a PSVR Pro mm-hmm. with the PSVR as well. Yeah. If, I can, if, and if also, you want the content, do it for the access. But that's a that's a also, great thing. People are considering non-creators are considering multiple headsets at this stage. 
Yeah. And also, if you, if you look at the, the strategy that both PlayStation and Oculus have been going, it's uh, content creation first. Eh? Yeah, and, it's, it's, and that's think, where it should and go. And I think that is a, a very, very smart uh, strategy. Yeah, if you're interested those... in the in the stats, I've got the stats here actually. So this is the Steam hardware sa uh, survey. You can get this information straight from Steam directly. Um, so these are the numbers right now. So 45.38% uh, is the Vive. 47.31% is the Rift, 5.36% mm. is Windows Mixed Reality, and then 1.95% is the DK2 users. <laughs> Stick in there, bros. Hold it down. Nice. Yeah, this this totally still, reminds yeah. me of the browser war. You know, I don't know if you guys, I know for those yeah, of us in Europe anyway, I, I don't know, Rowdy, what it was like for you, but for us in the UK, like when Google Chrome was making its push, God, it fucking was everywhere. You know what I mean? Like the the mm. you're driving along the road, it was up on these massive bulletin boards. Like they marketed yeah. that like crazy, and they they went from like five percent of the market, they're dominated. They're like at seventy percent mm. or something now. It's ridiculous. I use it. <laughs> yeah, I do. Too. Yeah, same here. I can use it for this. <laughs> so it's like, good job, Google. But I mean, I really Ads do work. think that since Ads you know work. Out, out the gates. Oculus had problems, right? We had that whole yeah. mystery component shortage that delayed the CV1 coming out. Many of you may yeah. not know about that. Like, if you had pre-ordered, you, your, your, your order came maybe a month later or six months later, or sorry, not months, sorry, month later or six weeks later uh, than it should have originally. And we never actually got to know what it was. We, I still think it was probably Xbox controllers, uh, you know, and it was Microsoft to let them down. And you don't, you don't feck about when you have partnership with someone like Microsoft. So, no. but we'll never know. That's but I'd be interested dice. to know also in the chat, like, what are the percentage of, like, Vive users to Rift users? Like, I don't want to start, like, a fanboy oh, war it, here do or it, anything Mike, like that. Do it, do it, do it. But I, I'd just be intrigued to know, um, because, you know, it's almost, it's like 50-50. Like, you know, it's it's whichever you prefer. It's like uh, peanut butter <laughs> or jelly. Like, cho choose which one you like. Just uh, don't but say both Google go together Google. nicely. Do not that's, say that's, Google Cardboard to me. I will, that, I will hunt you. I have a special that, set of skills, and that's smelling cardboard. <laughs> you can smell cardboard. Okay. <laughs> so, right, let's move on to our first main topic, and that is uh, Rec Room. The Pirate Quest has recently launched. Uh, the Seattle-based studio Against Gravity, who make Rec Room, uh, are at it again. And these guys are just, like, wow. non-stop. They're, like, piling in with the updates. You know, we've had some really great content with uh, from them over the last few months, and they just keep pushing up, like, er updates. Like, every time I turn on my Rift and I, I, I turn on Oculus Home, there's always an update. An update, it, yeah. Always. <laughs> so as, as annoying as it is, I do admire the fact that they're constantly reiterating <laughs> their, their software and, like, making new experiences. It is a little annoying, I have to say. It's like Rec Room's updating again. Ah, feck it. Yeah. <laughs> but and they're, they're like, I normally big you. updates as well. They're good um, updates. But what, what I find amazing about Rec Room is that it's still free, still free to this very day, and they're doing it so well. Like, they've got the PSVR, they've got it on Rift, they've got it on Vive, it works across platforms. And it works got, well. It, it works, works well. well. Insanely well. All this yeah. new content, all these kind of games you can play together, co-op adventures, social. It's, it's, it's basically like... like five or six games that you buy with, uh, with well, that you get with one title. There's yeah. so much stuff in there. Yeah. And if, if, you know, it would be on, it would definitely be in the top five of free experiences for anyone to try that gets a, v, a, v, a VR headset, whether it be the PSVR, the HTC Vive, or the Oculus Rift. It would be like, yeah, wh what do I need to play and what's free because I've just spent all this money on a headset? What can I play for free? Rec Room is without doubt one of the ones that I would always recommend. You know what I think uh, by the only thing replaces? Is... I think it actually, if you take Steam VR Home, Oculus Home, even with Dash and all that, 
it kind of does that better. Like, I almost feel like if I was sitting in a boardroom with these guys, I'd say, you know what you should do, guys? Okay, you go free across all the platforms. And then all of a sudden, you say to the three, you say, okay, guess what? We're going to auction. And one of you can take us and just bolt onto your home and fact the other two. And you just name your price. Now go, auction, bid. <laughs> right? And yeah. be like, I'm going to shut down my service on the other two platforms. Because they have so much clout right now. It's really great to see it. But yeah, really, who's paying really for this? That, who's really paying for that this? doesn't happen. It must be like, people must be backing this in terms of like, uh, you know, funding this. Uh, there must be. But then again, like, I, I was looking into the studio because um, the studio is, uh, you know, they, 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 what I was going to say... They've done tons of stuff like in the past, and they're like really sort of pushing hard. And they must be getting funding somewhere because you can't do this for free forever, right? You've got to monetize it at some point. But it doesn't look like they're going to monetize it in terms of like uh, outfits or anything like that, because you, you can earn in-game currency from doing the quests. So they must be earning their money for from elsewhere. Um, but what I really love is their their main value. Like I went onto their website. And as their main values, like this is uh, one of them, it's like listening to customer feedback and iterating constantly. And that's exactly what they've been doing. Like, yeah. you know, listening to what the, the community want and then making sure they implement it. Because, um, you know, this, this new co-op adventure that they've got, which is called Isle of the Lost Skulls, uh, is a really polished experience. Like we jumped into it and so we, we didn't know anything about it before jumping in, right? And we were kind of on this, uh, is it like a ship, do you think? Galleon. You're, you're, yeah, you're, in, a, you're in a galleon, galleon ship. Yeah, yeah. And we're kind of like stuck in this room and they're like, what do we have to do now? So uh, how do we get out of this like locked room? So then we like realized that you have to pick up a stool and then like knock the padlock off. And then we went on this adventure <laughs> together. It was really that cool. Was so fun. Are they still in early access actually? Is this uh, still in early access I, I don't think or so. Or is this I already think, a full release I think they're, now. they're like fully released now. Um, I think there was a release last because year. I remember I remember a, a thread on the, on Reddit where they were talking about how can this game be free when it's uh, it's basically so good and I just found that thread again and they said back then in early access that early access will be free and that they later plan to uh, do uh, optional uh, payment um, uh, additions to the to the game. Uh, right, uh, content push. Okay, but so they'll I do because I thought it was actually already out of early. Oh no, it's still in early access at the moment. But we still haven't seen that yet, and yet they're still no, releasing we still great we still content for free. Seen it. The it only is, thing is, is I'm, I'm playing a little bit of devil's advocate here. I've been hearing a lot of people complaining about the age in uh, of people in Rec Room that it's yeah. like a lot of kids uh, that play the game. Mm. Um, yeah. We often don't have that problem because we play together with so many. Via content creators that we are always, you know, with a with a certain group in there. Mm. Um, but I mean, that is a thing that should be addressed in a way. And I know that they in in the in the in the past they've tried to uh, they've tried to address this by like putting an age limit on the game and trying course, to yeah. keep those kind of people out. But yeah. often that doesn't really work. Yeah, it, it and I don't know how they would, but yeah. um, it is an like, issue. If you compare it to like VR chat, for example, and I know the kind of hype around VR chat seems to have died off dramatically now, um, but that was like a more adult area. It, se it felt like very different. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yes, you could go was. into VR chat and it was like hardcore adult content. Um, yeah. And then like you went into Rec Room and like you say, you were kind of a lot of kids around um, and, and they're just kind of screaming and doing crazy yeah. stuff. But like you say, because we kind of jump in and play together, like if you've got a team of people that play together with, then you're just going to yeah. still have a blast. Like, don't get me wrong, not everyone in it is a kid, but, you know, there is no, a lot of kids in not, there. No, of course not, of course not. I think it's kind also, of funny, I just I mean, found like, I, uh, my, my spin on this, I've always had, um, I've had quite a range of, of ages in my audiences, and uh, I suppose on Twitch you have to be careful because they, they've got a 13-year-old, uh, like, limit. But um, 
I, I still remember like on PSVR in Farpoint, um, when Farpoint PvP came out, I was playing with a dude who was like 40, and like an 11 year old. And this guy, this 11 year old, like he was just so feckin' on it, like he knew his stuff, and he was just, he was schooling everything around him, and he was like protecting both of us, getting, pulling us up, and it was like, it was like, dude, this is awesome! And sometimes you, you play with someone like that, who's young, but is like ultra mature. So I, I think what you're saying, Rowdy and Mike, is there is definitely a, like a, it's almost like a signal to noise ratio <laughs> issue where you, yeah, you need something yeah. to be able to control that noise uh, to a level that makes it a pleasant Yeah, you experience. can mute people, of course, but, uh, but sometimes there's so many in there that it's uh, it can be a problem, yeah. I guess, for some people. For me, I've, I, like, I'm not talking for myself now, I'm just, I'm just playing devil's advocate here. Yeah. It's just that's something that I've been seeing going around as well. And also, really quickly, regarding the, the funding, the money is uh, apparently uh, Rec Room developers secured 5 million in funding uh, and they pledged to keep the game free and that was on February 2nd of uh, 2017 that this article was posted. Yeah, so yeah. Um, it's yeah. uh, quite a nice... And that's the thing, uh, like, if you were a parent and you, you'd, you'd invested in a VR headset, you know, if you were going to let your kids experience VR, like, Affected. maybe that's, maybe I, I, that's the one... I'd put my kids in Affected straight away. <laughs> straight into Dreadhalls. <laughs> enjoy enjoy that <laughs> have, have, have sleep well little timmy you know you can Easy enjoy this one <laughs> evil we'll do that <laughs> yeah we don't condone that uh just fyi um but yeah like uh, i think that's what people uh do they put they put their kids into rec room because it's kind of got that cartoony kind of yeah. look about it but i think what the they don't really realize is they're interacting with a lot of adults uh which can be a bit risky sometimes um yeah. so yeah there is a lot of kids in there but like from in, in terms of the actual uh new experience like how did you guys uh find it like because you've uh, played uh rise of jumbotron previously yep. right zim and, and completed that right i um, oh, good question don't know if you can play it or not. Beaten it. I've, I've, I've certainly played. I played all of. I've played pretty much. done everything in Rec Room, except yep. for the kind of room creator. So I've got good experience with it. But there, there are RPGs are bloody hard. Like these, these multiplayer quests. Which the, the, I think the thing that stood out to me was the other ones were all four player experiences, and I think yep. they listened to the feedback and said, "Well, what if I only have three people?" And right. so but is, is it three only three people? Experience. Is it only three people? This one. Yeah. Yeah. But like you said, we, we got schooled on this one, right? We, we got fucking schooled. <laughs> <laughs> we, we went in and, uh, you know, it's kind of mostly uh, melee weapons. So you've got like swords you can like uh, play around with. And you've got like a skeleton crews coming at you with swords as well. And there's kind of like a when a skeleton like swings at you, if you if you parry it with your sword, then it kind of opens them up to attack them, which yep. is a really smart mechanic. Uh, and makes the gameplay really fun and interesting yeah. to play. Uh, and then you can pick up like bottles and, and potions and throw them at them as well. So you kind of got this throwing mechanic. Uh, but it was a lot of fun, but like it was really hard. And, and a bit like Rise of Jumbotron, that was really hard as well. When you actually finally nail it and you get past the level, like I'd imagine the satisfaction is really high. Because I'd you're imagine like, yeah, the satisfaction is really high. I like the I'd imagine. And I'd also say that these guys, the devs have obviously been playing too much Zelda Breath of the Wild because they've brought in destructible weapons. And so you're there like, you're yeah. not only battling things coming from all directions, you have weapons that degrade and like you can get a frying pan that breaks off at the handle and you get the yeah. swords and they degrade and warp and then they fall apart. And you're like in the middle of battle, like hitting things and your weapons are degrading. I, I think it's great. But uh, we haven't seen that in, in, in the previous uh, editions in Rec Room. So wanted to call that no. out. Yeah, I, I actually I'm not entirely sure if it's only for three players because uh, I've been I've been reading on articles where people have been playing it with four. Okay. All right. 
I'm, I'm not. I'm not sure. Maybe yeah. maybe people in the chat can uh, that have already tried it can yeah, they, can help us out on that, that one. Three, but, uh, I guess it's all right. Yeah, but like the problem is, like at the beginning, like before you start the round, you've got this lobby area, um, and then you've got all these like really cool like pirate costumes, and to all of, all three of us like, oh yeah, they look really cool. I'd love one of those pirate costumes. And then you have to earn gold from doing the quest to buy yeah. one, right? And then, so we were earning tons of gold, and we were like, yeah, we're doing actually really well. We're really doing well. We got to the, like, the last room, I think, three times, three and times. we got wrecked in that last room, like, three times. And when you die, you lose all your gold. Well, it's kind of, like, left behind. Yeah. So if you go back and finish it, you can earn there, it back. At the but moment, man, there's a lot of gold in that room, you know. There's a lot <laughs> of gold. So much gold. Oh. Maybe we could have bought one of those costumes, but... Like okay, Definitely. we didn't do it, Mike. 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 So I, just to be clear here, and just because you know, pride is on the line here. How much gold did we finish with? I have no idea. Zero. Yeah. Zero. Zero gold because we didn't finish it. That's the problem. We never got past the first level, uh, so we kind of noobs. But I'd love to go in actually because I, I, if it wasn't so late, I would have kept pushing. <laughs> but uh, it was getting late and like Zim was streaming the whole thing and there, like uh, for for your viewers, I was getting a bit like uh, you know wary of the fact that they're just gonna watch noobs. us get wrecked three times <laughs> over. <laughs> So I was like, this can't be to, good. Don't worry, don't worry, Mike. They're used to me getting wrecked in just about everything, including the tutorial in, what was it? The tutorial in, in From Other Sons, right? From Other remember, Sons. I, I remember watching that. that. The devs were saying how that never that happened That was a before. disgrace. <laughs> They'd never seen someone die in a tutorial before. Anyway. First time ever. Yeah. But yeah, like we, I really admire Rec Room, what they're doing with these updates. Uh, I really think their content is great. You know, if you've, if you've just picked up a VR headset and you're looking for free content because you've blown all your cash on it and a shiny new headset, then Rec Room is definitely one you should go and check out. Yeah. Um, actually, they're holding a contest right now. So if you're a bit creative, uh, you can actually enter this contest and uh, build a custom room. Uh, this is running till the 12th of March. Uh, if you win, you can win like a Nintendo Switch, uh, Ready Player One movie tickets. Uh, so if you're a bit of a creative person, you're trying to get into level design maybe, you want to show off some cool ideas, uh, you never know, you might get a job at the end of it as well. Mm -hmm. But um, you can enter this competition by uh, going to the uh, dev website, which is againstgrav.com and uh, enter your sort of uh, design there and create the actual uh, room itself in Rec Room. So that's kind of interesting as well. Actually, just talking yeah. about dev names, like there's, for some reason, VR dev names tend, the studios tend to have like crazy names. I think Against Grav is a really nice name because it's kind of mm. that whole like swimming upstream. And I always like that kind yeah. of vibe. So yeah. yeah, it really stands out to me. Against Grav is a good name. Good job, devs. Yeah. Nice, nice work. So moving on from Rec Room to another game which is really, really cool and really polished and also available on PSVR, and it is, of course, Moss. This is going to be a PSVR exclusive. Uh, it's a third-person game where you guide Quill, a tiny little cute mouse, uh, on an epic adventure to fight uh, and solve puzzles. And like from what I've seen of this game, it looks absolutely awesome Like in terms of like uh, the graphical art style. I think it looks really charming and beautiful uh, environment sort of to go and uh, explore. Um, and it's one of those PSVR games that's really made me think about going out and buying a PSVR mm. recently. Um, the thing is, like, I've, I, there's not really been any other game that's really had a pull on me this hard because like I always knew that Resident Evil 7 was going to come to PC VR eventually so I was kind of like oh, I'll wait but I know that that this is never going to come to any other platform because it's going to be a PlayStation exclusive so uh, I would love to hear your guys thoughts on it and to see if it's worthwhile me going and blowing 700 quid on a PS4 Pro and a, a PSVR headset <laughs> You, you can go first, Sim. You, you had right. experience with the demo, right? Yeah, so um, so I kind of got... 
I, I queued up for uh, whatever it was, an hour and a half or something, and, and got to play the demo about a year ago. Um, and then I and then they released the Moss demo. I think it was on the um, second PSVR demo disc. Uh, right. So this the, the I'd say the things that stand out to it uh, are animation, straight off the bat, animation. Yeah. Like the sword play in it, your your little mouse character actually has um, a sword and is running around and you know solving puzzles. So there's two things that I, that really stand out to me about this title. Uh, so art is obvious, right? But I'll, I'll extend that to animation. So the animations feel like if you know the difference between like 30 FPS and 60 FPS and that fluidity, that's what I see in the animations. Oftentimes the motion capture isn't so fine. And for that to be shown in a PSVR title is actually astounding in that in that environment, that VR environment. And liking other games in this space, like Lucky's Tale and Kronos, you know, third player games, I'm quite yeah. a fan of it. And I think until you try it in VR, you're like, what the feck? Why are you doing VR third person? Like, why does this make any sense? Uh, it totally does. Um, another great game, by the way, is Blaze Rush, which is kind of a cutesy uh, toy racer game, uh, which is also multiplayer, but unfortunately not cross-platform. But Moss, so animations was one part. Second part to me, was um i would say i've lost my train of thought here now tell you what rowdy if i think of it i'll let you know but from what okay. from what i've seen and and i just sort of chime in here a little bit is that it's one of those games that you can really build a connection with the character right because quill this little tiny mouse he, yeah. he is super adorable by the way mm. um and what I really like about some games is that you kind of feel like you have this uh, need to protect the character that you're playing, right? They play that out very well in the game. I, I, I'll I tell you about that in a moment. That. Because and what I found recently to kind of compare it to something I've played is like in the Tomb Raider reboots, right? Where you play you play as Lara, but she gets like bashed up and she like gets spiked by a rod and you're like, oh, that sucks. And then she's like in the cold and she's shivering and you kind of feel this like need that you really have to take care of her. And, and you kind of build this connection with her, right? So that's kind of what I saw when I watched the trailer for Moss is that, you know, and I saw a little bit of uh, Nathie's video of him playing as well. Like he was like uh, petting Moss and like stroking his head. Mm -hmm. And it, I just thought it, it was really cool that you had this. You can awesome feel its heartbeat connection. Yeah. when you touch it. Yeah. You can feel you the can... heartbeat of the, of the mouse. Oh, really? Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I love that. That's at, at least really that's cool what I look. think that it is. I yeah. think that it's those kind of things indeed that, that make this title like really stand. First off, like you already said, like the animations of the mouse itself, it, it feels alive when it's there. The way it's jumping, the way it's looking at you, the way that it moves, it's so fluid and so well done. It feels like it's actually there. And now that's we need the to first credit time. you rowdy here because you deal with mice. So you know. Yeah. <laughs> right? You know. Well, not those kind of mice, you know. <laughs> yeah. But uh, no, it, it feels really really polished uh, the amount of animations and uh, a second part is uh, the scenes that you've been placed in and then I don't mean like the you know the structures where you need to jump on but the background of it is it's phenomenal I, I, I had this like part where you have like these deer in the background and they move as well like it's like it's like a moving background that you have and it, the deers and when you like walk past you like look up in the distance and you can see them like looking around i kind of got a little bit of that vibe i don't know if you guys know like a little nightmares that right. uh that game oh no i did play that yeah i did play that yes it has that also that like kind of vibe of like you know the, there's a lot going on in the background yes uh which doesn't really matter a lot to the to the to the specific scene or the specific game that you're in. and they do that really well because you feel like you're in like this um very massive world 
but you're just like a little tiny mouse and they played yeah. it out very well you know with like they place like a for example there's a sword that is like sticking out but the sword looks absolutely massive uh, next yeah. to you uh, they do that very well and it's that's indeed the connection that you get with the mouse that yeah. is very well played i'm not a platformer fan at all like i i don't really enjoy platforming games but the way that they do this, it's much more than just a, just a platform. Also, for example, you, you've done something right, and then the mouse looks at you, and he go, sticks his hand out, and you can go, oh, I can, and you can give him like a little high five, which That's is, awesome. it sound, I mean, it sounds stupid, you know, like, yeah. to, but it, it, it works so well. And I know that Nathie back in the chat also said like, um, um, that he had like a little bit of like, a, he was wondering like, is this a first person game or a third person game? Because right. you're actually, I mean, of course, you control Quill, yep. but you're not playing as Quill. Nope, you're right. playing as some kind of spirit creature uh, that is quite big, uh, yeah. that is called the Reader. Uh, like you, right. you're, you're, you're playing as a character, and you're looking through his eyes, and everything plays out in front of you, and you and you can manipulate and control the scene, which is a really neat concept because it it kind of fluctuates a little bit between that first person and third person kind of perspective, which is something that could only work. In VR, and that right. is something that is unique to this game. Exactly. Like, go ahead, this Tim. is the thing. This, that's exactly what I was. That's the point I was missing earlier, Rowdy. Was the it's it's single player asynchronous gameplay. I'm not seeing yeah. it in another title where you are playing kind of two characters at once. I mean, you said you're not really playing Quill. You're still controlling well where you're Quill controlling moves around him. in his yeah, attacks. Yeah, of course. But you're actually playing. Yeah, that what would you call it? The reader. The reader, that's how you, yeah, that, yeah, yeah. that character the kind is called. Cool. overbearing spirit that has kind of a Zelda-esque feel to it, and uh, you manipulate the world, so. Yeah. I've not yeah. seen that and in also, another And also, another thing that I haven't seen a lot in, in any reviews is the audio of this is oh, yeah. phenomenal. No, no, no. It's, it's, I have not experienced any game like this with audio as good as this one. And then wow. I don't only talk about like the background music and the scenes. The way that the audio is positioned is... Unbelievable. I, I've not experienced this before. There were moments because you have like, you know, you're in this forest and you have like those forest sounds that go around. I was playing in the morning and we have a lot of pigeons that fly around here. And there was a point that I took my headset off and I was like, where is that bloody pigeon? Because, you know, it's getting on my nerves. And it was only then that I realized there was a pigeon and it sounded like it was coming from like behind me, like on the right side somewhere, that I actually thought there was a pigeon somewhere like, you know, you know, on my window, like doing it. Can we please have like uh, pictures of Rowdy with a pigeon behind him in the chat, please? I'd love to see this. Like it was, I was like, what the, why is that pigeon like yeah. screwing up my recording here? And it was when I put my headset back on that I realized that I was actually positional audio on the back of me making that pigeon sound, That's which awesome. is insane. It's insane how well that works. Yeah. And also like you have like, every time you go to a new scene or a new chapter, you have that page flick that happens and it goes literally from behind you from the left to the right you hear that that page flick like it's nice. so well done the the audio in this is it's I'm i have gonna, not experienced I'm anything gonna echo like that. this i'm gonna echo and just say that um the use of quiet and 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 using again ambient the ambient attention that they paid in this does stand out so the visuals yeah. the animations yeah. the audio i mean there's there's definitely if this is your style of game, I think you'll 
Love it. Yeah, and yeah. that's the thing. Like, I, I love platformers. You know, and like I say, I really enjoyed like Tomb Raider. I really enjoyed like uh, uh, Lucky's Tale and Kronos mm. as well. And that's why you know when I saw this, I was like, oh man, maybe I should go and pick up a PSVR. And from what you guys have been saying, like it's super, super positive about it. Uh, yeah. What I would be interested to know is like, do you think it, um, it is missing anything because it doesn't have any move controls? Because you just use the, the PlayStation controller, right? Uh, <laughs> In a way, I think it would become better if, if you would have move controls, but then you would need move controls with a thumbstick, though, because I don't really right. understand how you would do a platformer without a thumbstick. Right. So uh, without a thumbstick, I would not want it to be on a move controller. Right, right. And also a thing I've been seeing in the chat that people have been pointing out, Quill is a, is a female mouse. Female, yeah, very all important. Yeah, right, she's a female mouse. I didn't female know that mouse. she was a female mouse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, that's really cool. Um, do you, you know anything about the chat? story that... That Sorry, goes I'm on. Jump in a, a chat point here, guys. Yeah, go ahead. PD mentioned something, Mike, because you were talking about Resident Evil Seven. Apparently, Resident Evil Seven. This is the rumor mill. Apparently, talking, but apparently they renewed their lease on exclusivity for the for the PlayStation, <laughs> which makes Damn total it. sense. You're gonna have to buy Damn a PlayStation it. and join us, Mike. It's like seven hundred quid. It's like. <laughs> It's so annoying. But anyway, first one. Oh, man, I see you counted there. You have 11,428 subscribers. You're doing fine, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not have to buy a PSVR. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, um, but yeah, like, I, I, I would be interested to play this one, definitely. Uh, you know, I, I love, like you say, the interaction with the character. I really like the look of it. It's got puzzle yeah. elements to it as well, which I enjoy. And the storytelling. The storytelling story as well, yeah. Phenomenal. It looks really cool. And I was, I was actually, um, the developer is uh, Polyarch. And I, I'd never really heard of them before, so I actually did some research into what titles they've worked on previously. Uh, and they also worked in collaboration with titles such as Destiny, uh, Red Dead Redemption, Halo 3, and Dragon Age. So they've got some real pedigree in their studio in terms of like nice. uh, game developers. Yeah, I so didn't know that. That's probably why this game is so polished and, and such a cool title from a developer that necessarily we haven't really heard that much of before. Um, but yeah, it's great. It's available now, obviously, if you want to pick it up. I think it's like $29.99 in US dollars and $29.99 in British pounds on the PlayStation Store, of course. Uh, and then maybe you'll hear next week that I've gone out and like splashed a load of money to go and experience it for myself. Uh, who knows? But I'd love to know your thoughts in the chat. Like if you've played this, uh, what other titles that you recommend? If I was going to go out and get a PSVR, what other titles you'd recommend me go and check out as well? Yeah. One thing I was going to just say on this, being, uh, being the typical cynic here, um, I have a concern that the gameplay flattens out. A lot of games like this, they tend to lose their magic mid to long in the in the title. I feel like Lucky's Tale did that. And yeah. I wonder if the mechanics are enough. Like for me, I actually found, even in the demos, some of the puzzling was just a little bit frustrating in terms of the mechanics. And although I was in love with the creature and the animations and the sound and the visuals, um, that frustration meter, like in a game I, like I this, know what you I mean. feel like you shouldn't be, you know, gripping your and, controller and, and hard. Part, it should be kind of a modicum level of yeah. difficulty, but maybe you guys will disagree Is with it me. because I, the game's hard or because the mechanics are, are not quite right? I f it, it was more a feel. It was like a, it's like a flavor. It's hard to say that it's... It's not like a broken mechanic. The right. mechanics are intelligent, right. but I didn't find the mechanics particularly fun. Like having to rotate yeah. a tower around this way so that your know, mouse goes in. If they do that same puzzle again and again and again, Rowdy, tell me, you played two hours of the game in so far, so... Yeah, is it a I, I know of, what you is mean. Is a lot of repetition of the same kind of puzzling? I have not encountered the same kind of puzzling yet. I mean, the, the puzzles are getting like progressively harder, of course. You know, the first ones are quite simple, just like learning the mechanics a little bit. 
and then it gets like you get like some enemies as well like that that like they look like little scarabees like the ones that i've encountered yet like awesome. that like attack you yeah. um and you need to you can control them as well as the reader yourself you can control those kind of uh, creatures as well and like, you can try to like uh, move them around to uh, go to certain points or you need to shoot at certain things so i have the, the puzzling so far has been really uh, diverse i'm not a big fan of puzzling i hate it when i need to figure something out and i can't figure it out it frustrates me uh, to the most um i have not gotten to that point yet so that's a good thing um but i do understand what you mean with um that it can be frustrating sometimes in terms of mechanics because this is also in VR, which is an extra level that you place on top of that. And since you can't control the camera any other way than with your with your with your headset, if right. you don't set up your camera properly, yeah, right. like I have, like ninety five percent of the time, um, you you get like out of bounds or out of space or like you know you need to like move a little bit further. You really need to, and this is partly my fault and partly VR's fault maybe. You need to really have a proper setup and set up your 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 room pr accordingly before like um, complaining about this. Actually, so actually I shouldn't be complaining. You know, I should <laughs> but, I should no, just right. learn my lesson well, and stop uh, whining, Rowdy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Mike, Mike. Two, two weeks from now, when you're a proud PSVR owner, you come back here and you'd be like, "Fucking the tracking." Because what I find is the depth of the tracking alert on PSVR yeah. is a lot more shallow. And what happens is, as a user of the other systems, the other Guardian-based systems, you trigger it more frequently. If you're just right. a PSVR user, I don't think you'll notice. But if you yeah. switch between the systems, you'll be like, God, it just irks you that little bit. And when yeah. you're pl playing with it for two or three hours, you're like, you know, it just starts to get on your nerves. So yeah. know about it before you take the jump, Mike. But uh, if it, the thing I've found is if you push the PSVR camera as far away from you as you can, it's kind of like the DK2. Put it at least five feet away, preferably ten, and you know then then yeah. it can see you just fine. Honestly, yeah. nice tips, nice tips. But then again, like I don't have enough time to play all the Oculus content right now, or all the content on Steam VR. Yeah, right now. So, like, welcome to our world, you know. First, first world problems. I need to quit my job and just like just play games all day, <laughs> like VR games. That's that's what I need to do. Um, so moving on from Moss, uh, we're going to be talking about uh, a game called Rolling Lines. Now, recently on the show, I think it was like last episode or maybe the episode before, we were talking about Hidden Paths, Brass Tactics. Uh, you know, we all kind of had fun playing that game. And what we kind of all described about it was that we liked the fact that it was a big table arena that you can just kind of play on. And then we were kind of saying, you know, it would be cool to use this kind of concept to have like a train uh, set simulator or like a <laughs> Warhammer game or, you know, that kind of thing. Because when I was a kid, you know, I, I remember my dad. One of my dad's friends had one of these big tabletops set out in the basement, and he had these like kind of um, like World War Two like figurines that he had like reenacted in a scene, and it kind of looked really cool. But like space is like limited, right? So like not everyone. Are you can a do one of those like kids? Yeah. <laughs> 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 uh, so like. Um, so yeah, like doing this, uh, having this in, in VR where you can you can sort of lay out a table scene and like have your own sort of train set and sort of build it and spend hours and hours like meticulously placing trees and scenery seems really cool. And finally, we're getting that in terms of this game called Rolling Lines. Um, so I don't know what you guys think of this. Like, are you sort of into this or are you just kind of like on the edge? Because I know, I think yeah. you were interested, Zim, right? You I... you were the one that mentioned about train sets. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> you were, we're one right of those kids. 
Um, just, yeah, I'm, I'm not a, I'm not an adult train set kind of guy. But I, I would say that games like this... There's nothing little, wrong with it, Sim. No, no one judge, right? None of us judge that. But um, it's it's like Little Big Planet, uh, if anyone knows right. that game. So there's, yeah. there's a lot of set design that you can do. In my gaming experience, I'm generally not the person who has you know, six hours free to be able to create a scene and then impress someone about it. I think if I yeah. was single on my own and had free time, I would I would probably spend some time doing that, doing something creative, because I'm a creative kind of dude. But the thing I have to say is, I will absolutely get super excited about running this. I think mundane stuff like driving a truck or fishing or driving a train um, are actually really awesome in VR. And actually, Mike yeah. said something very interesting, which was... You know, he went in to be a DJ and he found it to look quite tough because it's like being a real life DJ. And that's like, that's yeah. great because then you actually are learning some skills if you stick with it, right? And the same thing is true here. I think that you have the exposure to the kind of what is it like being a train conductor. And if you have the artistic flair and you have the time, then you can most definitely build the environment. I, I most certainly will not be the one building, but I will critique uh, <laughs> people's yeah. environments. Well, the cool thing about this is they said, like, uh, on their trailer, I think, that you can either spend hours and hours building your own environment and laying your track out the way you want it, or there are going to be preset tracks that you can just jump in and just kind of look around and explore from different angles. But I'll the cool thing that. about this is that you can actually jump into first person and ride the train as well. Yeah. So so that once you've cool. built your track and your scenery and you spent ages, you're like, okay, now I'm going to climb on my train and sit in it and just but let the scenery But there's so many things you by. can do with this because there's going to be people that can be creating like an entire world you know from oh, from the course. ground up like yeah, uh, of simulating a kind of like countries or like uh, yeah. different kind of scenes and if they're smart they add a fantasy element to it so you can drive yeah, through cool. the landscape of lord of the rings the, that's it, going that's through it, the Randy. mines of You're moria right. Like, imagine if they released DLC content where you could buy, oh, like, uh, King's Cross or some Pancreas Station, like, from London or something like that and recreate that. That would be No really joke. Weird. I hope that they're listening. Isn't it St. Pancreas? St. Pancreas? Is that, isn't that it, what I said? Is, is pancreas a, not a, an organ in your body? Isn't it St. Pancreas? <laughs> I don't know. I don't even go to London that often. That's why, that's why <laughs> I... Go on for the American... Ha well, half American... So go for it. What, how's it pronounced, Zim? St. Pancreas. St. Pancreas. There's no E. <laughs> no, St. Pancreas. Pancreas, yeah. Anyway. <laughs> but, but anyway, you know, like, if, the, if this, the developers are listening... Game, the only thing yeah. I think, and this is really sad for the developers, I'm sorry, developers, but it's like, don't give me a train game. I want to build a roller coaster and ride it in first person. That's the game. You know. But we actually already have that, to be fair. Ah. Um, you know, No Limits 2 is a very good uh, simulator and uh, builder, but you can only yeah. build in 2D, which is really sad. But I love the idea. If they open it up to modders, I think that would be the key for this. Because if they keep to their set pieces and their tiling, it will vastly limit it. But I'm glad what you said, Mike, is true about the game, which is they're releasing it with some content to do. And it's not just a content creation engine. Because those kinds of yeah. games, I've seen plenty of them run. They all fall flat on their face, you know, when it's just a. If, well, we're not the, giving you anything, if, we're the if the developers are listening, yeah, what they should do. Huh? Before Jurassic Park World releases, give me a train ride through the freaking park with dinosaurs. Even in the art style that they're portraying now, portraying now yeah. I definitely check that out. Even on yeah. rails? Like you're fine if it's on rails. On rails. No, on <laughs> rails. Look, look so, outside the too. window and see a dinosaur. Me too. So, I'll be with that. advice for Gage Punk Games, who are the ones that made this, is. Add dinosaurs. <laughs> Add dinosaurs. Add dinosaurs. Add dinosaurs. <laughs> what, what does this game lack? 
Dinosaurs, that's what it is. <laughs> but that's, that's it, you know. Make it. I love it. You know how many videos I'd make on that? Titled Jurassic yeah. Park World in VR? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I definitely watched that. Clickbait, here we go. Clickbait. <laughs> so, uh, so, yeah, if you're into, like, you know, uh, you know, these tabletop kind of games, I love that these are kind of becoming a thing. I hope they become a thing anyway, because, like, a, a Warhammer yeah. game would be interesting as well, I think. Um, and, you know, like, maybe, like, a, like you said, like a. Um, a roller coaster tycoon type game where you can design a roller coaster and then similar sort of thing you can go and ride it would be really cool as well but the great thing is like like you say some people will just take this and run with it and that's what yeah, I'm excited to see just, just think of the possibilities like the train ride through Gotham City yeah I yeah, checked that out go another level here you know we were talking about Rec Room and how that could be the better version of Oculus Home mm. or, or, or Live Home if you had something like this, if you if you took the the kind of gorgeous uh, set design that you have, and you could invite people over to your virtual home, and you had this thing to either a ride along on together, make it multiplayer, or b just have it in your space, like you know, there's those guys who spend years of their life like focusing on the details and the train work and setting this all up. Those people still exist, right? And they're gonna eat up something like this. But if yep. you can share it and take it out of the garage of the basement and actually bring people over, lots yeah. of people, then it becomes yeah. like this global competition of, you know, how creative can you be or what can you do? And like you guys said, mm. right, with the modding side to it, Rolling Line could be a real centerpiece to all of that. Yeah. I think the great thing with this is like, you know, when you're building this or like scale electrics in real life, you always like come up with a really cool track and you get to the end and you're like missing like a piece. And you're like, <laughs> oh, like I'm missing a piece. I can't finish it. Whereas obviously you'll never have that problem in this game because the pieces are limited. This is virtual reality after all. And it's got like, some cool weather effects as well. Um, yeah. But well, I really like the, the state that the game is in now. I would definitely check it out because it already yeah. looks gorgeous. Even without exactly. doing dinosaurs. The, the, the art style, uh, the vibrant art style looks really nice. I have to say props to the yeah. developers for that. Uh, and I'm sure people will jump on this. But like you said, Tim, I think one major feature that I would love to see in this is that if you create something, I'd love to be able to like say, okay, let me let me ride the, 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 the train and the track that Zim made, you know, through his little world that's what i want you just you just came up with a brilliant idea there mike and you didn't even say it uh which is why can't we like do the minecraft equivalent why can't we work on a set together be floating oh. headsets in the same space you know multiplayer hovering over come on yeah that would be really cool yeah although you would get people like rowdy in there that would always like troll you and like, put the <laughs> i just add, wrong I just way add dinosaurs everywhere like dinosaurs dinosaurs, dinosaurs. Like, <laughs> like, jesus put the dinosaurs down rowdy come on we've got to build a track man <laughs> Um, so yeah, this is coming out on the 6th of April. It's going to be available on the Oculus Rift and HTC Vive on Steam. But also, if you don't have a virtual reality headset and you're excited about this title, good news for you, there also is going to be a pancake version of this game as well. So if you're oh. into designing trains, uh, train sets and stuff like that, and you don't have a VR headset, then you can experience this as well. You're not being left <laughs> we, out. We have nice. people in the chat uh, saying, uh, 86, the Mad Hatter says, uh, I better be able to crash my train drill. <laughs> <laughs> you want yeah. to, you just want to crash it and create yeah. chaos. Yeah, no, you, you want to be that Godzilla character, like smashing everything out. Another great idea from Mike, which he didn't say, is uh, is the original uh, Sim City, right? Mm. What was great about Sim City? You could simulate the city, and then you could fuck it all up with a giant dinosaur or a tornado or something. <laughs> like that would be great in here. <laughs> I mean, wouldn't it be great to see Godzilla towering over a mountain as you're riding in the yeah. train? You know, just like totally come up with these set pieces. There's some <laughs> yeah. I, I can I can see this becoming a meme for us. It's like 
Critical feedback for the developers. Number one, add dinosaurs. Right, so I'd love to know if there's any comments or feedback or questions from the chat before we wrap this week's show up. Just to sort of go over what we've covered in this week's episode, we've talked about Planet of the Apes coming to VR. Uh, That's going to be coming soon. HTC's collaboration with Ready Player One. The HTC Vive Pro price rumour at $799. Oculus overtaking uh, Vive in the Steam hardware survey. Pirate quests in Rec Room, which is called the Isle of the Lost uh, Skulls. Moss, the cute little quill mouse, which is a girl now I've discovered that looks amazing, uh, and I really want to check that out. And of course, uh, the topic that we've just discussed, Rolling Lines, which is a tabletop train set simulator. Um, So yeah, any questions for the chat before we wrap this one up? We have one more piece of news to share. um, Okay. Which is Firmament. I'm going to run the video for this one. Oh yeah, of course. From the... uh, Mist developers, right? From the Mist developers, we have another title coming. Um, Yeah. Actually, the trailer, although quite a bit mysterious, uh, does, uh, after the first half, show you some actual gameplay content. And it actually looks really good. So for those who haven't already tried it, there's a great game uh, called Abduction. Rowdy would probably be bald, I'd imagine, if he played Abduction, because saying he doesn't like puzzles, I'm also kind of in that camp. Puzzles tend to piss me off. But I also persevere and just bash my head against the wall until I get through that beckoned wall of ice. And and having played through, I think, about half of Abduction, it's like what Mist set the expectation for. Looks great. Really weird, kind of, its own story. Fight. And mm. this is something totally new from these guys. So they did Mist. They did the VR Abduction. That's O-B. Abduction, not Abduction. And uh, I'm very excited about this one. So... Um, have either of you guys had a chance to check out I, Abduction? I haven't checked it out. I saw the trailer for, is it, what is it called again? Uh, this new one? Uh, this new one is Firmament. Firmament. For, yeah, I guess it's one of those names. Looking I, I nice. can't pronounce it. Yeah, it does look kind of cool. It looks interesting. Uh, do we have any details of like when it's going to be released or what sort of platforms it's going to be on? I reckon it's going to be on Steam, right? I, I can only assume it was, yeah, the previous title was on Steam. I I can't imagine this game running on PSVR. So I think this is going to be PC VR limited, I would imagine. Um, Rowdy, you're the one who told me about it. So would you have any details? The the thing that I I read uh, an article on Road to VR saying uh, Firmament appears on the list of available demos at uh, GDC 2018. Mm. So we'll probably know a little bit more in a few weeks. Yeah, so, so there's not a lot of info of going on, but of course, you know, Mist was a huge, uh, huge title as yeah, well, of course. Yeah. and got like, uh, I mean, they, they basically invented a genre almost by themselves. Um, it's kind so of one of those games that, like, uh, from from the seeing the trailer, it kind of reminded me of like Heart of the Emberstone, that kind of um, the, sort of the gallery, those kind of games, you know, like a bit of a, a really mysterious story going on there, and tons of like puzzles and stuff you need to kind of figure out. Uh, yeah. It looks really interesting and unique in that way. But there's no hand-holding in these, in these titles, you know what I mean? Like no. these are, it's hardcore, these are, yeah. These are puzzlers for puzzle people. Yeah. Like that's yeah. the, you have to know what you're getting into. With these. Whereas I feel yeah. like the gallery and that, they kind of e- ease you into the right way or they give mm. you a tip or whatever. And this is just... This one I, is I, never, I never managed to finish... Uh, missed in, in any way it just looks absolutely gorgeous you know yeah but, it was uh, one of those titles that was like the most graphically impressive titles of its time yeah, wasn't yeah, it it was yeah. incredible i remember when riven dropped and i was like how do you do those graphics you know it's mm. like riven was the sequel yeah. to, to mist and it was mm. i remember this i, I do like enjoy like um, that was just gorgeous 
yeah. I do enjoy like a like a, a puzzle game, but not with like mechanical kind of puzzles. More like you know detective kind of stuff. I need to solve or something like that. Mm. I do enjoy that still. Uh, Roger, but did you play Static? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he did. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I enjoyed it? that one though. Yeah. Uh, no, I haven't finished it. You, you have. That's, it's like thumping. I know. I know. People it. have been saying that I should finish it for like a year now, and I still haven't been able to do it. I know. You, you already told me that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, we, we got a few. Like, uh, sorry, go ahead. No, go I was going to say, funny looking back, you know, like when the mist uh, mist was originally out, and you think, how could graphics possibly get any better than this? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I always remember saying that, like, how can yeah. they make this any better? Like, yeah. I, I thought that play in Goldeneye. And, and yeah, about yeah, 10 yeah. years ago, I went back and I pulled out my old N64 and I got my brother around and we were sitting down to play. I'm like, God, this looks awful. I know, I know. It's painful going back. It really is painful going back. It's like the DK1, you know, I remember playing that, like you say, mentioned earlier on. And, um, you know, you're so blown away from it. And then you sort of experience that now and you'd be like, what the fuck is this? You know, you're like, I'm, mm -hmm. I'm not interested anymore. But yeah, it's, it's, it looks really cool. And that's going to be out soon. So hopefully we'll be able to check that out and let you know our, our thoughts on that game when it kind of yeah. finally comes out. So just to we remind a, you guys... Oh, sorry, go on. Oh, we got go a few more comments uh, in the yeah, chat sure. uh, related to the topic. Uh, the Manhattan says uh, that we are going to be responsible for so many cheap Rush to the Sword dinosaur games now, which is uh, probably, probably true. <laughs> yeah. Um, what? And then uh, James Davis, he played uh, the pirate game in, uh, in Rec Room yesterday and he almost broke his darn hand, which I can understand. I can understand um, that, yeah. And then uh, the Mad Hatter also asks if Mist and Abduction are both VR games, which they are not. Uh, only Abduction is a, is a VR game, if I'm correct. Right. Uh, and the Firmament is ground up, built for VR, whereas abdu Abduction wasn't. Because uh, right. Abduction is uh, VR support added, which is right. true. Um, we don't know yet, actually, but I imagine it's a from round VR experience. Yeah, I, I assume so, yeah. I assume okay, so. so we've been going on for about an hour and a half now, so let's yeah. wrap this week's show up. Uh, just to remind you guys, it is a weekly AR, VR, and MR talk show, live-streamed every Saturday, of course, on Nathie's YouTube channel. Tune in to the show live at 4 p.m. in Europe, 3 p.m. in the UK, 9 a.m. in Central U.S. If you missed the podcast catch up with uh, the whole show which I upload to my own YouTube channel Virtual Reality Oasis uh, tomorrow which is on a Sunday I upload it with a better quality audio just so you're aware so if you really are an audiophile and you want to listen to the best possible version check it out on my channel or check out the audio only version which is available on uh, Google Play Music iTunes and on SoundCloud Nathy I'm sure we'll be back next week's episode so apologies if you've missed our blonde-haired little Dutch friend, but he will be back, and you don't need to worry about him. He is fine, by the way. Uh, thanks again for being part of this week's show. We really appreciate all your comments, uh, feedback, and questions during the show. We really love uh, interacting with you guys, and uh, we'll see you on next week's episode. So for now, bye-bye. Uh, see you later.